morning, Minneapolis, and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Elba, and I am an extreme extrovert. <sighs> so, <clears throat> one thing that I'm working on is I'm going to be doing my assessment. I'm also um, running the water in the shower because... <laughs> relaxing and right now it's I'm trying to get my morning started so one thing that has been interesting um, with my sobriety is the next step is assessment a lot of people that um, go through predictions and stuff the first step of that is not only acknowledging that you have an issue which <laughs> I have a big issue with alcohol, unfortunately. And an assessment for those who have never done an assessment or, you know, don't, just don't know what it is. It is a group of questions that someone asks you. Sometimes a professional, I'm usually a professional, sometimes a social worker, sometimes somebody else. But it's, or like a, a rehabilitation center. They ask you a bunch of questions about your your life and your habits and how alcohol has really um, affected your life and those things. So, I'm going to be doing my assessment later on this week. And I don't know, I was really proud of myself. I was really, really proud of myself. Um, I was sober for a whole month until I relapsed yesterday and the, it, it really kind of made me feel I don't know it put my my confidence down it, it lowered my confidence in myself it made me feel gross it makes me feel nasty it makes me feel unwanted unattractive and yet for some reason, my brain just likes it. And it's a weird thing. Addiction is a weird thing. I'm glad that I at least have one friend that I'm able to talk to in regards to addiction. But, I don't know. That's where it is now. So we'll see how that goes. I'll probably do a podcast about um, some of the things that I just went through. Some of the emotions. And the thing about alcohol and my addiction is it just has caused more problems than, like, fun. Like, <laughs> it, it, it just causes a lot more stress in my life than it does, like, really good times. Like, rarely do I ever drink and have a very good time where I'm like, oh, hey... I really want to do this again. <laughs> you know? And it's not like that for everyone. Some people have really good relationships with it. And for me, I just never have. So, I think that's what... That's when I really realized that I have to change this aspect about myself. One um, book that I'm actually reading... Oh, the water got cold. Oh! <laughs> oh, God! 
You know when you're hungover and you're just sitting in the shower? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that. When you get hungover, you just feel like shit. Oh god, this is cold. Someone must be uh <laughs> must be taking a shower up ahead of me here, or on top on uh, on the top floor or something. Oh crap, this is like a cold. <laughs> well, that's one way to wake up, I guess, in the morning. Um, oh, here we go. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like everybody that goes through that kind of can <sighs> explore, like, I don't know, sitting in the shower just contemplating life. Not for too long, though, because there's people in California that don't have water, so you definitely gotta contemplate quick. Maybe like eight minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you don't want to waste the people, people's water. It's not good. But just enough, you know, to contemplate about life. I had a teacher that told me that he was like, yeah, when I take a shower, I take a shower for 15 minutes and I contemplate the whole thing. And he was like, sometimes I think so deeply that I like shower my hair twice, not even realizing it. And I'm like, damn. Like, uh, like, yeah, I contemplate my life, but I don't, like, you know, <laughs> don't rinse my hair twice. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's interesting. But you know what? Hey, that, you do you. If you want super clean hair, go for it. Super clean hair for you. Okay. And I'm not going to clean my hair twice. No thanks. <laughs> My hair is clean enough, but I do, you know, have to wash away the nastiness. You know, it's kind of funny because when I was little, uh, taking a shower kind of uh, kind of cured a lot of things. It cured like sadness, like it cures like tough times. Like if you feel like an evil entity is on you or something. Honestly, I kid you not, taking a shower, that heals. I, I just remember my mom always telling me, like, if I wasn't feeling good or if I was sick, she would always be like, oh, go take a shower. Go take a shower. Or like if you're sad, like, and depressed, and you just want to cry uncontrollably, take a shower. If you're feeling horny as crap, but you are stuck up, take a shower. Get it out. Honestly, <laughs> taking a shower is a nasty habit. It's like, it, it's gross. Like, and especially like showering in other people's uh, houses, you're always like, like if you stay over at someone's house, you're like, okay, can I take a shower? They're like, oh, sure. These are the guest towels. Um, and they have to go through with you, you know? They always have to go through with you and uh, kind of show you how to use the shower because everybody's shower is different. You'd think that it would be the same, but it really isn't the shape, like, in the same. <laughs> Even, like, hotels. When it's time to take a shower, you're like, oh, crap. Here we go. Let's figure out these controls. <laughs> Spaceship-looking controls. <sighs> I feel so much better already. See? The hot water cures. Cures the bad entities. Washes them all up. Sometimes when I feel depressed, I just think like I'm washing away all the sadness. Washing away the addiction. 
washing away the issues, washing away everything. I just think about all the worries that I have in my day, and I'm washing them away. Washing, washing them away. All the tears that I cried yesterday, wash that residue away, because I do not need that in my life. <sighs> all the temptations I do not need. You know, it's kind of interesting. I've realized something. I realize that a lot of people go to religion when they're having a hard time. Like, a lot of people are like, like, since I started my sobriety and I'm trying to be sober, a lot of people have come to me and been like, oh, you should go to church. And I'm like, you know what, that's a very good suggestion and I really appreciate you, but I'm just not religious. Okay, washed all the bad things away. They are gone. Oh, today is a new day. It's a new day. It's a new life. What song is that anyway? It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new dawn for me. Really wish I knew. Uh, oh, that's like bubbly. Somebody bubbly or something. Bubbly, bubbly. I bubble. Can't remember his name. <laughs> okay. Shower all the stress away, nice and clean. Now I'm ready to move on with the day. But anyway, yeah, a lot of people, going back to the religion thing, like a lot of people will um, tell me like, oh, you should go to church or you should look to the God. And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, at this point, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should. Maybe I should try like a religious program. A lot of like the AA meeting things are kind of religious based too. I... I wonder, is there like, is there like a AA meeting for witches? Like, are there like AA meetings for Satanists? Like, do they have these kind of AA meetings? Or like, or like AA meetings for atheists? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Like, are there people like, because me, I, I'm kind of like, I practice a few pagan religion like a little bit of the pagan religion and i don't know it would be nice if some other witches would want to you know <laughs> help me out help a sister out but i don't know if there are any <sighs> i don't know who knows <clears throat> but whatever is going on in your day i hope that it is I don't know. Whatever is happening in your day, I hope you have a good day. It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis. It's sunny. It's warm. I'm going to wash up. And, like, I did wash up. Now I'm just getting ready. And I'm going to walk around the lake. Bidet Makaska with my puppy. And, I don't know. It's kind of ritualistic a little bit. Bidet Makaska is a lake that I live by, as you probably already know if you've been following my podcast. And I don't know, the water always, when I like walk around the lake, contemplating life, I always ask like the spirits and stuff to like help guide me and give me answers. So, and I need answers today since I had my 
relapse, which was not fun. It was fun until, you know, reality struck and then I was like, oh, fuck. And I lost my phone, too. <laughs> I It's so funny. I have had almost every kind of phone you could possibly think of. Like, if you... If you, like, honestly, like, say, like, any kind of iPhone, any kind of iPhone, like, any kind of model, I guarantee you that I've probably had that model once. That's how often I break my phone. <coughs> Excuse me. That's how often I break my phone and how often I lose it. Like, I just am very forgetful. And also was an active alcoholic where I usually, that's when I usually would lose my phone is because I would be drunk and angry or like depressed or like, you know, just drunk in general. And I would throw my phone, I would leave it at the bar, I would, I don't know, it's, phones and I are ugh, just a crazy thing, I think. And <laughs> I honestly need to get, like, an Apple Watch, I think. You know those Apple Watches that are, like, everybody knows what an Apple Watch is. The ones that are, you know, that you just wear and you can text. I'm serious about getting one of those because I always lose my phone everywhere I go. Everywhere. I kid you not. And it's very annoying. Ow. Oh, my eye poked myself. Ow! Oh, well. Yeah, I just... Oof. I always lose my damn phone, and I don't know why. Well, I know why now, because my ass is... One's drinking. Drinking. One thing that I've found out about my sobriety is that... You really gotta be honest with yourself... And I wasn't really being honest. I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't being honest with friends. I wasn't... I don't know. I wasn't being honest with my doctor. It just... Honesty is really key. And finding any kind of addiction, I think you just have to really try to be honest with yourself. And it, it seems like an easy thing to do. It seems like an easy thing to, like, be like, you know what, I'm going to be honest. But it's really not... I don't know why. It's just it's one of those things we really take for granted, you know, being honest with yourself. Like waking up every morning and being like, "Hey, how am I honestly doing today? Like, am I going to be all right? It's okay if I'm not okay. You know? It's okay if I need help." And that's what I'm realizing right now at this moment. <clears throat> Don't worry, I'm not crying. Just fingering my eyeball, putting my contact in. I'm getting ready for my morning routine. Oh, God. Anybody who wears contacts knows exactly what I'm talking about. Finger in your eye. <laughs> it's just a weird concept. I wonder, like, who made up... Like, I should honestly look this up after I'm doing this podcast. Like, I wonder who, like... Who honestly looked at glasses and was like, you know what? We should put this shit in our eye. 
We should just try it and see if it works. Like, I bet a lot of people fucked up their eyeballs because they were probably, like, trial, like, guinea pigs for this new thing called the contacts. I don't even know when they were made. Like, when were contacts even invented? Like, honestly. But I am very thankful for whoever did that because working out would be a big bitch for me if I had to wear my glasses. You know, and when you wear glasses, you're just trying to live like a normal person, right? You're just trying to have fun. You're just trying to see. And... I don't know. When you're, like, working out, the sweat will, like, form in the bottom of your glasses. And you'll just be, like, sweating them off. And they'll slide down. And you'll be like, oh, crap, this sucks. You know? Just, <laughs> it's not a fun feeling. Like, it's not a fun feeling to just sweat and have your glasses fall off your face. So, I'm really glad whoever invented the contacts because I would probably be... A bitchy person at the gym. I would probably be like, get the fuck off my face, glasses. Because I don't fucking like when they, like, you know, form the sweat. And if you wear contacts, you'll find yourself, like, randomly, like, moving your invisible glasses. This is what everyone does. Like, you forget you're, like, you're wearing your contacts. You forget that, like, having to see with no glasses is a luxury. And you think that, like, your glasses are still on your face, because they usually are. And you, like, touch your nose, and you're like, oh, wait. There's nothing on my face. Why is that? Oh, shit, I'm wearing my contacts, though. <laughs> like, it's so true, though. Like, you're like, oh, shit, I'm wearing my contacts today. Whoopsie. Didn't know that. Okay. Now I'm going to put on my mascara. I'm almost ready. I got all dressed up. Um, I'm taking this day to be strong and um, enjoy myself, you know? I'm trying to remind myself that I'm a nice person. <laughs> like, I'm a decent person and I, you know, I don't have to have alcohol to love myself. I can just love myself like this. And put on my mascara. Mascara is my bitch, man. Like... I don't come out of the house without my mascara. Like me, I don't even like wearing makeup really. But, and I have tons of makeup just because for like if you have to like be in public somewhere or like an event or a party or something. And yeah, I always have makeup on me, but I rarely wear it if I have to. And... Mascara is the one, number one thing that I wear all the time. Ow. Stumped my toe. That's a nice... That's not nice. Wall. Jesus. Trying to have a nice ass day. <laughs> Trying to have a nice ass morning. <laughs> and you are stumping me in my feet. Okay. But I really appreciate everyone that has been listening to my podcasts. I know that, you know, this podcast um, series, you know, episodes in series four, um, it's a little bit uh, more serious than I would, you know, 
usually go for, but I really do appreciate you guys listening to me, and stay tuned. And if you, you know, if it's a trigger, if it's, if if it's ever too much, you know, listening about, um, addiction and my journey through sobriety and stuff, then you can feel free to listen to my other earlier ones. Season one (laughs) is laughable. It was my first, um series. I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was a fresh face in the market of podcasts. So if you want a good laugh and (laughs) cheesy music in the background and shit, which I might bring that back in another season, maybe next season. Um, but yeah, please listen to that. It's, it's funny. The other day I listened to my earlier podcasts. I'm like, man, I I feel so much more confident, so much better about the other series than that one. And then the... I can't remember what I did for the second series. Can't remember. But I know for the third... The third um, season, I did questions. And I really, really enjoyed um, answering all those really hard questions. Some of them are really, really hard. I remember. I remember some of those. I was just like, damn, these are some weird ass questions. A lot of ones about death and stuff. Or like politics and stuff, you know. (sighs) But today is a new day. And we're going to put our best step, like best steps forward, best feet forward. Which one's my best foot? My left foot or my right foot? Probably my right foot. No, my left foot. My left foot is the better one. So I'm going to put my left foot forward and be successful today. Today I am going to practice sobriety. And anyone else who is practicing sobriety, I totally support you. Shout out to you. And we can do this. I know we can. We have to. We Whatever you're going through in your life, you don't need that. You don't need... That stress, you don't need that person, you don't need that substance, you don't need shit. All you need today is to wake up with an open heart, a genuine, happy heart. And even if you're not happy, maybe someone died, maybe somebody had hurt you, maybe you relapsed like me. And you wake up and you're like, fuck. But let's take this moment. To clear our minds and take a deep breath and put your best foot forward because today is going to be a good day and we are going to be sober and we are going to do it whatever we do and today is also the election November 3rd and whatever happens Whether you're voting for Trump, whether you're voting for Biden, whether you did a third party. You know, the results are going to come in pretty soon. And some people are going to be happy. Some people are going to be very upset. And I think that is okay to feel those feelings. But we also have to remember that we are people. We are humans. We are going to be different. Just because someone is different does not mean we can dehumanize them. And that is one thing that 
I try to remind myself, I know it's, it's childish. And for, you know, some people are probably thinking, oh, I do that already. Why would I, you know, dehumanize people? The word dehumanize is so tricky because when we think dehumanizing someone, we think abuse. We think uh, taking some their land away from them, um, torturing them, um, putting them in concentration camps, putting their family members in a place that's not home. Maybe you're, you feel captivated, you know? Maybe, but dehumanizing is more than that. You can dehumanize someone and never lock someone up ever. You can dehumanize someone and never even touch them, you know? And I just always try to remind myself, like, even if I get upset, even if I get, even at myself, you know, sometimes I get upset at myself. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I think to myself, damn, you get this addiction under control. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, damn, I hate you. I hate that you do this to me. But I can't do that to myself. I can't dehumanize myself. Nor should I dehumanize other people. Because I'm only human. I'm going to make mistakes. Do I want to make these this kind of mistakes where I relapse and relapse and relapse? No, I don't want to make these kind of mistakes. So I'm going to change myself. But with that change, I'm going to make new mistakes. With my sobriety... Imagine, I I can only imagine a year of sobriety. What challenges, what new challenges I will face in a year, you know. Who knows whether it's Biden or Trump, they'll have new policies. They'll have new things that are going on. I might think differently. I might act differently. But I'm only human. And other people are only human. And whatever this election brings, politically, I will just remember that even though their opinions are different than mine, I respect them. And I also have to start respecting myself more. Starting today. So starting today, November 3rd, when I walk out the door... To walk along Lake Padamakaska and tell the spirits about all my troubles and ask them for guidance. I will remember that when I walk out that door, I'm going to give 110%, no less. If someone asks me for help and I know the answer, I will give them 110%, 110% of myself. And when I walk with my, well, I guess my left foot is my best one. That's what I said. Um, I will be thankful. I will be thankful for the feet that I have, the legs that I have, the body that I have. One thing that has also um, come to my attention with sobriety is I've learned to appreciate my body. That's the only positive, really, really positive thing 
there's many positive things, but I mean, like, the one thing that really stuck to me when in this journey of sobriety is that it really has taught me to appreciate my body because my body has gone through so much shit. And your body has probably gone through so much shit, too. Imagine all the things you do to your, with your body. You know, you work, you get up every day. Sometimes Some people have hard jobs, you know. Some people, they have physical labor. Sometimes you need to use your brain for your job. And for me, I use my brain every day. I'm a manager, you know, a supervisor. I always have to be alert. I always have to be alive. I always have to keep track of my people, you know. Keep track of my my people. And even in life, if you're a mother, a father, an uncle, an aunt, anything, you know. Maybe you have a younger sister, brother, sibling. Like, your body just does so many great things for you. My body has helped me. My brain. Like, yes, I have depression. Yes, I have an addiction. But my this brain has fought 17 years of physical and verbal abuse. This brain is amazing. I I love it. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get so mad because I <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Sometimes I get so angry. <laughs> Cause myself to cough. <laughs> no, so, like, oh, I just look at myself and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, come on, brain." But I really do appreciate the brain that I have, because if it, if I didn't have the brain that I had, I would not have survived. I've been drinking since I was ten. It, alcohol wasn't always a problem for me, but. Since recently, it has been. And, like, the past year, you know, the past years, it started to elope. I think it really eloped probably about four years ago. I I started noticing a change. I started feeding myself alcohol to numb the feelings that I had, you know, to numb whatever personal feelings really, and to get rid of anything that was happening at the moment. And I am sorry, liver. You really got the worst of it. And even though, you know, my liver won't live forever, (laughs) but I am proud and I'm happy with the liver that I have because if I didn't have it, I would die. And I have to start respecting my body. You know, when I look at myself in the mirror, like this morning, you know, when you're taking a shower, you know, you take off your clothes, you look at yourself, and you're like, man, this is a little fat, this is a little bumpy, I'm gonna quit doing that. And honestly, it's not healthy. Because this body that I have, the back that I have, has allowed me to walk so many miles. My feet are strong. And my legs are super strong. The best advice that I got from my mother when I was younger is your legs correlate to the health of your heart. She said, always walk. Always be active. Always do stuff. Because your heart, it needs that. 
So today, I'm walking out the door, and when you walk out the door to work and stuff, or whatever fun, maybe not so fun activities you're going to do, just think about it. Just think about yourself. And think about how thankful you are. Even if you're in a wheelchair, even if you're disabled, you're, you know, you have something there that is beautiful. That not everyone has. And you're alive for a reason. Not everyone is alive. Not everyone can say that they can speak or be heard or sing or dance or think or talk or contemplate or love. So if you do anything today, please do that for me. Think of something that you are thankful for about yourself. And maybe even say it out loud. Say, hey, you know, I'm not really happy with the size that I am. But I am thankful for my body, for being able to function every single day. And let me see the beautiful world that is around me. And with that, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world, I hope that you have a great day. And I hope that it is filled with love and care and safety. Safe, safe travels.